Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the great I am? To Moses, God revealed himself as I am. Jesus came to you and I as the great I am. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the beginning and the end. He said, I am he who was and is and is to come. He said, I am the Lord God Almighty. In Acts chapter 4, he said, I am the stone, the foundation, the strength, the chief cornerstone. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. It's so exciting to be in the house of God, especially these days that precede Christmas. You know what I love so much about this time of year is Pastor Philemon uh, nailed it. It's Christmas for me is every day. Every day, Jesus has come, Jesus has died, but ladies and gentlemen, thank God that Jesus has risen again. That is why we're here today. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. this season, we're used to singing, O come, let us adore him. But it's a difficult assignment. Let's face it, it's hard to really adore any baby that doesn't share our last name. Sure, our children and our grandchildren, we adore. All the rest look the same, squimmering little squeaky noises of need. But this child was adored. By strangers, no less. Not because he looked any different than any other newborn. He still squirmed and squinted and wailed when necessary. But because of who they believed him to be. Joseph, what are you doing? I was going to get you some more water. Maybe they have some more blankets inside. No, just stay here. Sit with me for a little while. I can't sit still. I'm just so mad about all this. My uncle was supposed to have had this... Shh. 
you'll wake him. It'll be all right. We'll go home in a few days. If only Joseph could rest like you. It's hard to rest with a cow staring at you. Watch, wherever I go, whatever I do, I turn and he just stares at me. He can't understand why you don't see it. See what? The miracle in my arms. Think about it, Joseph. That's the problem. I've got too much to think about. In the first place, we have to get you out of here. Into a house or, or somewhere else where, where people can't just gawk. It's not safe for you or the baby. He does have a name. For you or Yeshua. Are you worried about what people will think? You're here in your hometown. You're with a woman and a baby. You're not married. No, no, it's not that. It's just that It's just that I'm worried about what people will think. Joseph? I know, I know. It's just that I know what happened and you know what happened, but nobody else does. Not a single soul on the face of this earth believes what you and I believe about this. Hello? Ah, who is it? We came to visit the baby. Is this him? Yes, it's a baby. Have you never seen a baby before? Not like this one. Look, I don't want to be rude, but there's really nothing to see here. Why don't you just move along and we'll be on our way shortly. If you doubt us, you could check with the innkeeper. He's given us full permission to stay the night. We only wanted to know if this was the one. What one? The one the baby told us, uh, the angels told us about the baby. No, wrong baby. Um, just move along, please. Did you say angel? Yeah. As in tall, bright light, deep voice? Yeah, there were hundreds of them. They filled the sky. Mary, this is strange. You saw an angel. I saw an angel. And now these guys. This has to be the one. It's the only baby in Bethlehem in a manger, just like the angel said. What else did he say? We were in the fields about an hour ago. Angel appeared out of nowhere and told us that the Savior had been born in Bethlehem, that he was the Christ. Ma'am, I don't know who you are, but I believe that's the Messiah in your arms. Messiah? It all sounds so strange to say. Of all the times for him to come, it's now. Of all the villages... It's mine. Of all the women, you? Of all the men, me? And so, Mary's secret begins to marvelously unravel. First shepherds, then townspeople. Later, Simeon and Anna, and wise men from the east. The word is out. And all who could accept it and understand the word, a light appeared. A new way of looking at life, for they knew God had visited us, and that made all the difference. The conversation, doesn't it intrigue you? I couldn't even imagine being Joseph. I couldn't even imagine being Mary. We think that God could have done all kinds of things. 
Why him? Why her? Why there? That's the question that remains. I'm sure it must have been a surprise where the road had taken him. Never in a million lives would he have dreamed of Bethlehem. Standing in the manger, he saw with his own eyes the message that the angels come alive. Joseph said, why me? I'm just a simple man of trade. Why him with all the rulers in the world? Why here inside this table filled with hay? Why her? Just an ordinary girl I'm not one to second guess What angels had to say This is such a strange way To say Like he deserved There would have been no Bethlehem No lonely shepherds At his birth Joseph knew the reason Love had to reach so far As he held the Savior in his arms he must have thought why me I'm just a simple man of trade why here with all the rulers in the world why here inside this stable filled with hay why just an ordinary girl Well I'm not one to second guess What angels have to say This is such a strange way To say Just a simple man of trade. Why am with all the rulers in the world? Why here inside this stable filled with hate? Why her? She's just an ordinary girl. 
not one to second guess what angels had to say. This is such a strange place. But it's such a strange way Yes, it's such a strange way To save the Is that not a question that Joseph, you and I could ask over and over? Why this way? The disciples asked the question. The religious people of the day said, well, if this is the Son of God, why didn't He come in majestic royalty? Why did God choose the way He chose? See, Jesus ultimately came to live, to die, and yes, to do what you and I could not do, and that's live again. Why is it, and I want to ask this question, because I believe this is one of the perplexities of life, why is it that we'll never fully understand the mysteries of man until we fully acknowledge the majesty of God. Why me? Why her? Why him? Mark Lowry wrote one of the most beautiful songs in the world called Mary, Did You Know? We talked about the story of it last week. Well, this, this week I really felt, God, let me break this song down to maybe get into the picture of this majesty, and how it was displayed, how it was brought across, how it was understood. Mary, did you know? As we saw last week, obviously she didn't. And as we see today in the readings of Christmas, Joseph was about as confused as a man could be. But yet he sat down and he Long to understand the full picture, the full presentation. Even when the shepherds showed up, there's nothing to see here. Still not grasping the majesty of God because he couldn't quite comprehend the mystery of man. The song begins to unfold. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is one day going to walk on water? Let me take you back into my years of seminary. In Theology 101, we learned that God is omnipotent. That word is just a fancy word for all-powerful. God can do anything. And here we see omnipotence in full view. Jesus, ruler of all creation, doing what man could not do, and that is walking on the water. What does that symbolize in omnipotence? Is the fact that even the natural elements of the world were subject to the majesty. A mystery. I just can't get it. But if I understand the majesty... I can get it all. Jesus, 
was. Jesus is the all-powerful. He never met a problem that he couldn't solve. He never met a mountain that he couldn't move. And if I can say it in the country vernacular, he never met a devil he couldn't whoop. My wife asked me to change that, and she said, Honey, that's the way I wrote it originally. Whoop. I'm going to teach you how to speak country. Say it with me. How was that, Beth? Was that good? Yeah, okay. Beth is saying, oh, God, help that pastor of ours. God's omnipotence. He could do what no one could do. Look at me. In your life, he can do what no devil can do. He can do what no mountain can do. He can do what no human. He can do what you can't do. And that is get you to the other side of the situation you're in. Why? Because Mary, your baby boy, came to save your sons and daughters. Let me keep you in the the seminary. Christianity 101 teaches us very simply, Jesus is the Savior of the world. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Mary, did you know the song continues? That your baby came to make you brand new. I, I don't know about you, but when I first got saved, I'm thinking, what's this newness stuff? I was in pretty good shape. I, you know, I, I, was, I was young. I was virile. I was full of vim and vinegar. What is this new stuff? See, it was all a mystery to me. But then I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I became brand new. You see, as we give our lives to Christ, we are told old things are passed away. It's not necessarily your old hairstyle or your old shoes or your old clothes. I wore the same hairstyle for almost 35 years. I couldn't quite get out of the 70s. 2000s got here and I was still feathering the hair. Parting it down the middle. Oh, I was a styler. Now, some of you that still have hair know what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay. But then then I got into the 2000s and... And my wife said, enough of throwback Thursdays. All things... Become new, Second Corinthians tells us. This is what's called regeneration. I'm keeping you in my seminary days. It's called regeneration. New birth. Jesus not only saves our soul, but he gives us a brand new life. How many in this place should look at life a little different since you got saved? That's because God did an inside job with you. He gave you a brand new life. Mary, did you know the baby you delivered was soon to deliver you? Deliverance. How many before you got saved thought you kind of had it together? Be honest, I did. I I wasn't a bad guy. I was kind of a jerk at times, but I wasn't a bad guy. You wives missed a great place to say amen. Some of us husbands are that way. But one of those mysteries where God came to deliver us. And though this is foreign, 
The Bible says that Jesus came as the deliverer. He came to set us free, not only to deliver us from sin, but to set us free from sin, the flesh, and give us a brand new walk of life. In our Christian readings this morning, Joseph was struggling trying to figure this whole thing out. Did you notice? He couldn't quite wrap his head around it. He's kind of like every guy in this room trying to fix the situation. Boy, you ladies are really slow today, us. We kind of, that's the kind of a guy thing, isn't it? We try to fix everything. Mary was trying to help him just to see. Accept the mystery, Joseph. We don't fully understand it. But this is how the majesty of God chose to work in your life and mine. The story of Jesus' life continued to unfold and The song resonates out. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is going to heal the blind man? And he is going to calm the storm with his hand. You see, in the mysteries of man, we ultimately find the majesty of God. That he'd have compassion for the hurt, the pains, the suffering of mankind. The greatest of his majesty is his love. I don't know about you, but I wasn't deserving of it. I wasn't worthy of it. But he loved me anyway. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 tells it this way, that while I was still a sinner, Christ died. And in 1 John it resonates, not because I loved him, but because he first loved me. That's the mystery of man. God, I'm not worthy. God, why this way? Why that way? God, why a baby? Simply because he had to come the most defenseless way to help us realize that in all of our defenseless ways, he's still our deliverer. He's still our defense. Am I making any sense today? Not only is he sovereign over all creation, His love goes beyond calming stormy seas or opening blind eyes. You know what he does probably even the best is he calms the stormy soul. He he calms the confused life, the troubled life. He wipes away every tear. If you have a storm in your life today, if you'll call out to Jesus, he will calm it. If you have a need in your life today, if you call out to Jesus, he will meet it. He is still the peace that passes all understanding. You say, Pastor, I've been calling out. There's something I understood a long time ago. There's sometimes he'll calm the storm, but more times than not, he'll calm the child. Mary, did you know? See, I'm talking about mysteries. I'm talking about majesty. That your baby boy has walked where angels trod. At seminary, one of my favorite parts that I did was talking about the pre-existent Christ. There's a new movement today that's trying its very best to make us think that that Jesus had a wife. That Jesus was born just like anybody else. 
that Jesus lived and died just like anybody else. There's this whole movement that's trying to get away with this thing that it cannot understand that he has always been. 1 John says it this way, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word in the 14th verse says, Was made flesh and dwelt among us. The pre-existent Christ. He always has been. Simply, I love the way Jesus did it in the Word of God in John chapter 8. He said, before Abraham was, before Moses was, before Adam was, I am. But think about it. He left the splendor of heaven to walk where we walk. To face what we face. To go through what we go through. Why? That he could become the high priest that could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities according to Hebrews chapter 4. That we might be able to face things that make us say, no one knows. And hear Jesus' words whisper, but I do. I do. You see, as a Christian, Long before I was ever a pastor, these mysteries used to perplex me. But as I read God's Word, as I gave my life into the Scripture, the mysteries started going away. Why? Because I realized the majesty had overcome every mystery. That God's promise and God's provision became my pursuit and my passion. That no longer was I perplexed by what I didn't understand. Why? Because if I didn't know, I knew He knew. You see, there's a, there's a little cliche-ish term that I use all the time. I, don't lo- I no longer have to worry about what tomorrow holds because I know the one that holds tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. I don't get caught up in those things. I wish I could say here that I never have an issue, I never have a concern. Nope, never is a big word. But I never don't know where to take them. Because I've been learning about the majesty of God. And I learned that as the song continues. Mary, did you know when you kissed your little baby, you kissed the face of God? Let me give you Very simply, I left it in your notes. The full essence of the mystery of man and the majesty of God incarnate. Scripture outlines three very important names that give confusion to people. And I thought, well, I'll just simply eliminate the confusion. The Bible says that Jesus referred to himself as the son of David. What he's talking about is the fulfillment of prophecy that he would fulfill the royal lineage of King David. He would have the throne of David, the the throne of the man after God's own heart. And we find the lineage fulfilled through Scripture. Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man. Literally, he's talking about the fact that he was born of flesh of a woman. Finally, He was called the Son of God. Very first time was in Matthew chapter 3 when John Baptist was baptizing people. And he looked and he said, Behold, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, he said, 
that is to take away the sins of the world. This is talking about the deity. So you see the the trinity of personality, if you will. He's the son of David. He is the son of man. And he is the son of God. The bottom line of the song's question, the bottom line of Joseph's struggle, was that they were vessels that found favor to accomplish the highest purpose of all creation. That this little baby born was and is God. You see, Mary came to grips with an understanding that Joseph, the man, and ladies, I give you great favor. I give you great understanding. There's women that understand things a whole lot faster than men do. Come on, girls. Mary understood that she gave birth to him, but ultimately, he was going to give birth to them. While others looked at Jesus as a great teacher, a prophet. Even John the Baptist returned from the dead. It was Peter that stood up and said, No, you are the Christ. The Messiah, the word Christ means. But in the fullness of it, it means the anointed one and his anointing. We find that very clear in Scripture in the book of Matthew, where it says his anointing that breaks the yoke of every bondage. It's His anointing that gives us the grace to be able to deal with everything that you and I are to ever deal with. Can I hear somebody say amen? Amen. Peter knew this was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Think about it. That revelation, that understanding, when Peter, one of the greatest disciples of the New Testament, when he walked, his very shadow would see people completely healed. When he stood at the gate beautiful, he said, silver and gold have I none to the poor man that was begging. But he said, such as I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Peter got a revelation. He understood the mysteries of man were done away because he saw the majesty of God. Ladies and gentlemen, if we, if we could just lift our eyes to the majesty of God, all the mysteries would begin to dissipate. All the mysteries would go away. Oh, if I could reach back in time and whisper into Joseph's ear and say, Joseph, just because you don't understand it doesn't make it right, doesn't make it good. Speaking over here to little Mary, she got it. That's why when the angel appeared to her, she wasn't afraid. She said, be it unto your servant. I go back to that passage that we read last week. When Mary came to her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, And Mary's greatest words that should resonate in your life and mine that will help us to understand the majesty of God and eliminate the mysteries of man is Mary's, Elizabeth said these words, Blessed are you who have believed. Mary, did you know? You see, the Bible says the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will walk, the dumb will speak. Because of the praises of the Lamb. When Jesus walked the earth, John 21 said he did so many things that even the earth itself could not hold the volumes of books if they were all written. 
Jesus told all that would listen, if you don't believe I am who I am, just believe the works that I do. Mary, did you know? John the Baptist declared he was Jesus, the Lamb of God. The covenant people understood that because they understood the book of Leviticus, that he was the sacrificed lamb to take the sins away, never to be seen again. We praise Jesus as the Lamb of God because in heaven he offered the blood sacrifice and God accepted it. We find in the garden tomb one of those strange passages where the Bible says Mary of Magdala found Jesus at the altar, she, or at the tomb. And he, she thought originally that he was the gardener. And he said, she said, sir, if you've taken his body, please let me know. And then Jesus spoke her name as only Jesus could speak her name and said, Mary. Come on, let me tell you something, folks. When Jesus speaks your name, there's a tenderness. There's a warmth. That's why the Bible says in the book of John that we can call him Abba, Father, the most endearing, tender expression of a child to its father. Mary. And she called out respectfully, Rabboni, Rabbi, teacher, master, because she knew immediately. The Bible says that my sheep hear my voice and they know me. He said, don't touch me because I have not went to the Father yet to offer the unstained blood on the altar that would give you and I the victory that we need in our life. Mary, did you know your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? We saw that earlier. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God and dwelt among us. You see, when God said the word, logos, the rhema, it was so. All of creation was spoken by the word of God. And in him we live, move, and have our being. In him, through him, all things consist. Let me take you back to this picture of John 1. Why? Because we have the Trinity taught in Revelation. God spoke, the Word created, and the Spirit moved. See, all those mysteries can be very well done away with. Just simply knowing the majesty of God. Can you say amen? Mary, did you know? your baby boy would one day rule the nations. After Armageddon, the Bible says that he will set up a thousand-year reign, and he'll reign with a rod of iron. The lion will lay down with the lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the great I Am? To Moses, God revealed himself as I Am. Jesus came to you and I as the great I am. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the alpha, the omega. I am the beginning and the end. 
He said, I am he who was and is and is to come. He said, I am the Lord God Almighty. In Acts chapter 4, he said, I am the stone, the foundation, the strength, the chief cornerstone. I am sure that Mary and Joseph did not know everything I'm saying at the manger. I am sure that they most likely didn't even know it throughout their entire lives. But what we do know now is that Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our strength, our life. He is our Savior. He is the only hope to save the world. And we know that one day He will wipe away every tear. He will lift every burden and He will heal every broken heart. That day can be yours today. That day can begin right now. All you have to do is ask, Jesus, can you help me? And I tell you, His response will be, yes, I can and I will save your world. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast. Real.